When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, July 18th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, it's uh, the, the the rare couple of days here in the middle of the summer where uh, there's no baseball games. Uh, there there was really no uh, no real live sports except for the uh, NBA Summer League to, to watch last night. The ESPYs were on. Uh, it got to, to sort of take those in a little bit, but... Uh, no baseball. So, uh, so what'd you do? I went, I went to the movies. I went and saw Indiana Jones. Uh, I thought, it oh was yeah, pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I wanted, he, he, he looks, a, he looks a lot older than what I remember him. So, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's how I occupied the, uh, the non-baseball day here, uh, during the break. But, uh, uh, would you, you walk the dog? Would would you get to, uh, get anything done around the house? No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I walked the dog. I walked the dog and then, uh, what did I do? No, didn't do it. Didn't do anything. All I did was sleep. I think you took the Terry. <laughs> you took the Terry Francona approach. Tito told us that during the break he was going to go home to to Phoenix and uh, and and do uh, do pretty much nothing. So uh, good to, good to hear and and uh, you know well deserved rest. Uh, as far as the second half goes, uh, we're getting ready to to you know for the stretch run and there are a lot of Guardians storylines for the second half. Uh, we came up with a list of them, and we're going to go through them uh, uh, in, a, in rapid fire style here. So uh, we're going to just start firing them off and uh, just give our thoughts on what we think the Guardians are going to look like and, and do here in the second half. Uh, the first one, the big one, the the elephant in the room, the the giant gorilla. Uh, what will the Guardians do with Shane Bieber uh, ahead of the trading deadline? Uh, will Shane Bieber be a member of the Cleveland Guardians? Uh, after that August what second uh, deadline uh, is is this uh, the end for Shane Bieber after uh, you know five plus seasons uh, in Cleveland? What do you think the take is there? Uh, Joe, I think he stays. I don't think they trade him. I think there's too much too many questions about this rotation, um, and I can't see them trading them and still having a you know a really good shot to uh, to win the AL Central. Uh, I I think that they've been trying to trade him. I think they're fielding offers and listening. Uh, ultimately, I don't think a deal gets done, but I think uh, they they should trade him, and they have been trying to. So uh, that's that's my perspective on it. Uh, next up, uh, Oscar Gonzalez, the the big question, uh, the big sort of uh, everybody looking down to to AAA, looking down to Columbus, and and seeing the numbers that he's put up in the last several weeks. Uh, does Oscar Gonzalez make it back to the big leagues? Do the Guardians give him another shot to prove himself in right field? I do think that happens, Joe. I think it happens fairly quickly once uh, you know they they come out of the All Star break. Uh, you know he is he's kind of on one of those streaks where uh, very similar to what 
to, to uh, when he arrived last year in May. He's hot, and I think uh, they wanted to get him hot. And uh, so give him a shot now and put some power into that lineup. If Gonzalez does come back, you know, does he stick around? Will he be on the roster by the end of the year uh, if uh, if he comes up and, and uh, after a hot start falls into some sort of slump? Yeah, you know, I I think uh, you know they'll be able to platoon him, you know, which is something that they weren't that they didn't do last year. You know, they kind of gave him he was a right fielder was you know just shortly after he came up. So if he does slump a little bit, maybe uh, platooning with Will Brennan could protect him a little. Uh, next uh, sort of storyline uh, following the bench there uh, in in Cleveland, uh, Gabriel Arias, Tyler Freeman. Uh, what becomes of the two of them? Uh, Arius, in particular, has just been a forgotten man over the last several weeks. Yeah, Arius, I think uh, if they do make a move with uh, Gonzalez, I think Arius would be the logical choice to go down. I don't think he's they're, – they're not helping him, Joe, uh, right now in, in the role he's playing because he's not playing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, Tyler Freeman's sort of in that same boat, but I think uh, Freeman has shown – uh, that he prepares well enough and that he's ready when he's called upon to do the little things. Uh, I think he sticks and, and gets a chance to, to sort of, you know, ride things out the rest of the season uh, there as a, as the utility infielder and, and getting opportunities where Tito is able to find him. Tito says he's, he's, uh, you know, frustrated with his uh, inability to find Freeman at bats. So, uh, you know, good, good positive thing there for, uh, for Freeman. Uh, big question uh, about the rotation, uh, whether or not Bieber is there uh, or not, uh, you know, after uh, the end of July, uh, is the three rookies in the in the rotation. Right now, there's only two of them in there, but you got to believe that Logan Allen is going to be making his way back up uh, to the big leagues. Uh, there's a, an open spot with Cal Quantrill right now on the, the injured list. So how do they keep three rookie starters in the rotation from from burning out and pitching too many innings and exposing them to injury? Yeah, Joe, that is a great question. Uh, you know, could they keep uh, kind of rotating these guys like they did with Allen, you know, send them down for, you know, two or three weeks, um, you know, have them make short starts at AAA, then bring them back up when you need them. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure, but you know, I, I really think they'll 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 limit these guys to five innings, right around and between 90 and 100 pitches. We're not going to get to uh, September and and have them just completely shut these guys down, are they? Even if they're at like uh, 120 innings, or uh, will we see bullpen games, uh, anything like that coming out of the uh, you know the the stretch run? If this is a team that's contending and and, and trying to win a division title at that time. Yeah, you know, you you have other options. You know, you've got Hunter Gaddis down there. Peyton Battenfield is is getting close to coming off the uh, the injured list, and he could help you. Uh, you know, he made some starts earlier in the season. Even Zach Plesac is down there, so you have some options where you could kind of rotate one spot, open spot in the rot in the rotation, just to keep their arms fresh. Yeah, the answer to uh to three uh, rookies in the in the rotation is add more rookies. There you go. That's the uh uh the the, the solution, I guess. Uh in the lineup uh so far as the the power question uh, that we touched on with uh, Oscar Gonzalez, uh what about Josh Bell? Can Josh Bell 
who who's looked better and and stronger a little bit uh you know in the last couple of uh couple of games couple of weeks here uh can Josh Bell get it going and uh you know make that uh, offseason signing look even better yeah let's hope so joe i i kind of the jury's still out i like the way he swung the bat over you know the the last 3 4 5 days before the break uh concerned that he got hit in the knee with that foul ball that's the first guy, first time I've ever seen a guy hit a two-run single on one leg and kind of limp the first base. But uh, that's an encouraging sign, I guess. But yeah, I think uh, that, that he is—he really holds the key, I think, to this offense. Uh, another uh, guy that really is a, a, a main cog in that offense who started to heat up over the last uh, uh, several weeks and and is, is looking more like the guy that we saw last year is Andres Jimenez. Uh, is this the the real Andres Jimenez uh, from the last you know 15 to 20 games, uh, and and can we expect more of that in the second half? Yeah, I think I think you know Andres has found his his whatever was missing in the first two months of the season. He's got it back. I know they did some work. Uh, the hitting group did some work with him. Got to spread him out a little bit in his uh, you know his uh, stance. And uh, he just looks a lot more comfortable to me, Joe. And he's always played such great defense. And now we're seeing, you know, the two-way aspect of his game. All he uh, all he really needed was to get uh, drilled a couple of times. That sort of locks yeah. him in. Uh, you know, a couple of couple of uh, you know balls on the on the wrists or uh, you know wherever, and and he's uh, locked in as a hitter. Uh, Miles Straw. How long can uh, you know Tito stick with Miles Straw in center field? Uh, getting at bats every day, uh, or do they move to a uh, sort of a, a role for Miles Straw where he comes into the game later uh, and plays defense as as the center fielder? Yeah, that's a great question. I do not know the answer. I do know that his Straw looks more. I mean, he looks better at the plate than he did last year. He's not an automatic out anymore. He seems to be if if he can hit 240. You know, Joe, I think you can live with him at the bottom of the lineup playing gold glove center field. Yeah, I think that's the case. Uh, he, he continues to turn in uh, excellent defensive plays. And and even just like the subtle things that you you don't really even notice, like his uh, his bare hand off the wall to start that relay uh, on the, the play uh, against the Royals there at the, uh, the end of the season, uh, the best relay that Tito says he's ever seen. Uh, I think, uh, you know, there are little things that are invaluable that Miles Straw does. Uh, plus, he's also, you know, he's sort of low-key one of the, the clubhouse leaders as well. So you kind of have to, um, you know, watch that as well. Uh, Cal Quantrill uh, on the injured list right now for the second time this year. Uh, how long is he on the injured list? And, you know, does he come back and contribute in, uh, in an important role or in an important way uh, for the, the success of this team, uh, you know, down the stretch? Well, I think the opportunity is going to be there, Joe. The question is, is he healthy enough? You know, obviously the first time around, the answer was no, coming off the, you know, the IL as quickly as he did. Uh, maybe he pushed a little too hard. Uh, I think that was his first time on the IL. Maybe that's his first time dealing with it. Uh, he, he's got to be smarter this time around, and so does the organization. They can't put him back on the mound if he's not healthy. Yeah, just sort of uh, the the parallels and the correlations between uh, Quantrill and uh, uh, Aaron Savali from last year. Uh, the season Savali had, you know, being on the injured list a couple of times and then 
you know, coming back and, and basically the Guardians needing him down the stretch uh, in, in the rotation. Uh, I think it's set up for, for Quantrill to be sort of in that same position. I just hope it doesn't end, uh, the season doesn't end the same way it did for Savali last year with, with him on the mound in an important game, uh, with, with Quantrill on the mound in an important game, uh, you know, and, and giving up uh, bombs to, to Aaron Judge and, and uh, John Carlos Stanton. So uh, definitely not, a, a you know, an ideal scenario there. Uh, we'll close the Guardians portion of these uh, these storylines with uh, with the closer, and uh, it's been a roller coaster for uh, Emmanuel Classe, an All Star uh, first half with 25 saves, but seven blown saves to lead baseball. And uh, this is a guy who's getting used uh, as much as any reliever uh, has has ever been used. Um, is is Emmanuel Classe going to be able to finish strong? And and will he break the the Guardians single season club record for saves uh, held by Jose Mesa? Yeah, Mesa did it. What, 46 saves in 95 uh, when they you know went to the World Series for the first time in 41 years. Um, I think he's got a chance, Joe. You know, I really like the way he was pitching, you know, the uh, the last month or so. I know he had a couple blown saves right before the break. Uh, but I, you know, he looked a lot more consistent to me. His velo was up. I think he's got a chance, but they have to be really, I think you can't overuse this guy. And, and I think, uh, they play so many close games that it not only, you know, if you're a closer, you love it. If you're the manager, I don't know if you love it so much because he's always in the line of fire. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just waiting for those days where you can, you can tell him, Hey, we don't need you tonight. Uh, go ahead and take a rest. Uh, it just seems like he's been pitching every other game uh, down the stretch there. And uh, you're right. They can't afford to, to lose him. They can't afford to have him blow out because uh, he, your options are, are pretty limited behind him. Uh, as long as James Karinczak is still trying to find himself down in triple a. Uh, so there's another guy. Hey, I forgot another storyline. Uh, you know, Karinczak, will we see him uh, at any point this, uh, this second half? Yeah, I think we definitely see uh, James Karinczak. He, I think he definitely comes back. He's, I think uh, he's been doing some good things at AAA. I think, uh, I think he's going to be back, and I think it'll be sooner rather than later, Joe. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up the Guardians portion of our, uh, you know, second half storylines. Uh, let's flip over to a more of a, a, a broad ranging Major League Baseball uh, second half storylines idea. Uh, the, the big name out there, the, the, the big sort of talking point and, and really the, the face of baseball right now is Shohei Otani. Uh, we had some fun yesterday on the podcast, uh, just sort of dreaming and speculating and wishing, you know, what it could look like if the, the Guardians decided to go for it and, uh, you know, mortgage the future, bring Shohei Otani over for, uh, for two months if he's available in a trade. Uh, is he available in a trade? Will he win the MVP? Will he, uh, you know, get the Angels to the playoffs with Mike Trout being sidelined right now? And and what's the future hold for Shohei Otani? Boy, Joe, the future for Shohei Otani is like a cash register, ringing and ringing and ringing. It's not, I mean, he's going to make a lot of money one way or the other. And this guy, you know, like you said, he's the face of baseball. He does it all. He's a two-way player the best two-way player that, that baseball has ever seen. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't think uh, the angels trade him this year, 
but I think he's, you know, I think he's obviously, I think he's going, he's gone at the end of the next, at the end of this pat, this season. I think they've got to make a deal, you know, they've got to make a move with them. And he says he wants to play for a winner, and the Angels haven't won for a long, long time. Does he make fifty million dollars a year when he signs as a free agent somewhere? I think for sure that's going to be tip money for this guy. <laughs> that's uh, that's the starting point, I guess. Uh, Luis Arise uh, chasing four hundred. He he wants to become uh, the the first uh, you know um, hitter in Major League Baseball to bat four hundred uh, since Ted Williams in nineteen forty one. Uh, does Luis Arise get it done, and and can he, uh, if he if he doesn't get to 400, uh, will he finish higher than George Brett in 1980? He he batted 390, or Tony Gwynn in '94 who batted 394. Wow, God, see those numbers again. That's unbelievable. Yeah, 390 for George Brett in 1980. Tony Gwynn had 394 in 1994. <laughs> I just the, the, the Tony Gwynn that we can do a whole, uh, you know, podcast on Tony Gwynn. He only he walked 400 or he only struck out 430 some times in his entire career, uh, which is amazing to me. So uh, but continue. Yeah. Arise. I think, uh, Joe, I don't think he gets there, but I think he comes really, really close to finishing at 390 right around there. It's what at 388 right now, somewhere around in there, 383. 388 somewhere there uh guy is a hit hitting machine uh and he doesn't read scouting reports joe i was listening to him <laughs> on the radio he just he just goes up there and hits it's it's yeah. unbelievable well to see what he did in the all-star game he saw two pitches in the all-star game and he got two hits so uh pretty impressive uh just the his ability to put the bat on the ball and and we saw that firsthand for several years when he was with the uh, uh the twins he would he would just he was the hardest out in that in that lineup uh, pretty much every time. Uh, Ronald Acuna, can he uh, make it uh, as a, a member of the forty uh, forty club? Uh, we haven't seen one uh, in, in in a little while. Uh, is is Ronald Acuna the next forty forty man? I think he does that in his sleep, Joe. I think he if he stays healthy in the second half, he's going to have that done by September first, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's. He, he's the, the stolen bases won't even be a problem. Every time he gets on base, he's stealing a base. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's, uh, uh, he's already got what, 40 steals. Yeah. He's already there for, for that. He, the, the home runs are the only question mark. So, uh, we'll see if he can get it done. Uh, as far as Aaron judge, uh, this is a, uh, you know, a, a big reason why the Yankees have sort of, you know, not been, uh, the headliner, uh, recently, is because Judge has been sidelined with this toe injury. Um, can Aaron Judge come back? Can he be effective? And can he lead the uh, the Yankees uh, back to the playoffs? Well, I don't know, Joe. I think, uh, you know, the, this toe injury is a lot more serious than, you know, initially believed to be. Um, you know, they're hitting like the Yankees are hitting 218 since he left the since he went on the IL. Uh, they fired their hitting coach, Sean Casey. The greatest guy in the world is is their new hitting coach. Maybe he can rescue the Yankees, but I, I'm I'm concerned about Judge. Even when he comes back, how much does this change his game? Yeah, there's uh there the Achilles heel is definitely his toes. So um um <laughs> yeah, well come on really uh <laughs> just uh going forward we'll we'll have to follow the Yankees and you know the the Guardians won't see them won't see anybody 
uh, in the the AL East, except Tampa. I think we still we still have to see Tampa twice this in the second half. Um, so should be uh, should be interesting uh, down the stretch there. Uh, the the Cincinnati Reds, the uh, the shock, the surprise of the uh, uh, of the first half, uh, and and Ellie De La Cruz, the uh, the sensational rookie does, does Dela Cruz win rookie of the year? Should you just hand it to him now? And, uh, um, you know, can the Reds stay on top in the, in the NL central? Boy, that's that, what a great story the the Reds are. And, and Joe, they're not just hanging on. They're kind of, they're starting to run away with that division. So, uh, I think they can win it. And, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, if he's not the uh, rookie of the year, he should be because, Joe, when he stole what? He stole second, he stole third, then he stole home and won at bat. Did you see the, the replay of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, thing, it two, he did it in two pitches. Yeah, I, I was like jumping out of my my seat. I couldn't believe that. That was that was one of the most exciting plays I've ever seen. And, and he just did it so kind of effortlessly. I mean, mm-hmm. when he stole home plate, I don't know what the pitcher was doing. The pitcher was on the back of the mound. He wasn't even looking at him. There were people who were making the argument that she that he should have been included in the All Star game after just like three weeks in the big leagues because <laughs> because you you want your your most popular players your star players there I can may, maybe the uh, maybe the the All Star game needs something like the NBA has with its Rising Stars game where there's an, an ability to showcase uh, some of the younger guys who who don't get chosen for the game. Uh, they, they already do that with the, the futures game, uh, sort of with their prospects, but I'm talking about guys who are in the big leagues already, uh, guys like, uh, you know, Corbin Carroll got to start, but you know, if, if he hadn't made the game, maybe he would be like a candidate for that. So it was always, uh, in the NBA, it's, it's rookies versus sophomores, uh, you know, but again, you're, you're talking about teams wanting to, not wanting to, to burn their pitching, uh, for a game like that. So I don't know, maybe you, you have somebody to, you have a, a, a pitching machine out there on the, on the mound or something. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Joe, it kind of reminds me of Lindor when he came up, what, in 2015 maybe? Mm-hmm. When they called yeah. him up in, in June, and uh, he finished second in the uh, Rookie of the Year balloting. So, you know, I think De La Cruz has got a chance for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, finally, uh, there have been uh, teams with, the uh, you know, big letdown teams this year, teams that were expected to – to be uh, contenders because they spent a lot of money in the offseason. Uh, you've got the Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals, all underperforming uh, severely. They could be sellers at the deadline. Who knows? But uh, do any of those three teams, do the Mets, the Padres, or the Cardinals, turn it around and make it to the playoffs this year? Well, I think, you know, out of those three, Joe, I think the Padres definitely have the best chance uh, they, they, you know, they, they're, you know, they're at least single digits out. I mean, but, uh, you know, the Mets are last time I looked, they were, you know, they were almost 20 games out of first place. I mean, obviously they got a chance at the uh, wild card, but my money's on San Diego having a, you know, kind of a resurgent second half. All right. Those are the, um, second half storylines that we'll be following, uh, throughout baseball and, and with the guardians here, uh, as we get closer to, uh, you know, starting things off. Uh, in Texas here uh, Friday night. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, I want to remind our, our listeners, uh, if they get a chance, uh, jump on subtext, uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext, or send a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to, to sign up. It's $3.99 a month. 
It's our subscription update service uh, with, uh, you know, all the insider info that we have on the Guardians. Uh, we, we love uh, talking to our, our, our subscribers there, uh, communicating back and forth. Uh, go ahead and sign up for subtext there uh, for the second half. It's a great time to get involved. Uh, Hoinsey, we will talk to you from Texas uh, tomorrow uh, ahead of the, uh, the first game of the second half uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Sounds good, Joe.